(laughs) the confusing world of intermittent fasting. What should you do based on your body and your life? Can men and women fast differently? Is there a difference in how you should fast for premenopausal versus postmenopausal women? I'm answering your questions about intermittent fasting today on Healthy Harmony. Welcome to the Healthy Harmony podcast. I'm Jennifer Pickett, dietitian turned functional medicine health coach. I've helped spiraling moms overcome the overwhelm through functional wellness coaching for the body, mind, and soul so they can transform their health and live a deeply fulfilled life of freedom and harmony. Let's get real. When it comes to your health, you know what to do. I strongly believe that to make the shift from knowing to doing, you must apply mindfulness. Listen to your body. Address what's really driving that behavior. Be intentional. And finally, practice some self-compassion. The last 24 years of experience have taught me that the absolute last thing a woman needs is a lecture about self-care and another unrealistic diet plan. I recognize the importance of compassionate and intentional health practices so you can feel good because guess what? When you feel good, you are more likely to make better decisions for your health. If you're ready to take control of your complete health, address the obstacles standing in your way, and live a life of freedom and harmony, you, my friend, are in the right place. I absolutely love being a resource to you. I'm going to tell you, these podcasts take up some time. It's always funny because I think, oh, I'm going to whip this out real quick. And then the research takes me a lot longer than I think. So the research is extensive. What goes into this podcast is extensive. But I know that this is the best way that I can support you to take all of that confusing and often conflicting information out there and break it down to where it is simple and easy to understand. So as a way of saying thanks, will you do me a big favor? Will you please leave a rating and a review of the Healthy Harmony podcast on iTunes? So go to the show page and then you scroll down until you see leave a rating and review. I would appreciate that so much. It really helps with the visibility of the podcast. So let me read you a recent review from Green Mama of Three. She wrote, I enjoy each episode so much. Always the most practical tips in my effort to live a healthier and happier lifestyle. I literally leave each episode with notes on something new to try. I look forward to new episodes each week. Green Mama of Three, thank you so much for this awesome review. I appreciate it. And you know what? That just keeps me going when I know that I'm helping you guys leave um, excuse me, live a healthier and happier lifestyle. So please leave a rating and a review, and I might feature your review on the Healthy Harmony podcast. 
So today's episode is answering your questions. As you've heard, the past two weeks, we had a guest, Lori Lewis, who talked about intermittent fasting. And this was really specifically more towards women who are um, in menopause or past menopause. So, uh, or postmenopausal. So um, today I want to recap some benefits and some of the downside of intermittent fasting, and I'm going to answer your questions. So I think you'll get a lot out of this. So as you heard last week, there are a lot of benefits to intermittent fasting. It can improve um, and really boost your fat burn. It improves your insulin sensitivity. It lowers your cholesterol. It can reduce inflammation. It delays those markers of aging. It can support the immune system, improve your skin, increase your concentration, and improve your sleep. Okay, that's the upside. Um, And there can be a lot of benefits here. But the reality is that many of you have tried intermittent fasting and it didn't work for you. So why is that? First of all, everybody is different. And part of this podcast is simply to guide you so you can kind of start to understand what you need to do differently, how you need to experiment, most importantly, how you can learn about your body. So there is never, ever a one-size-fits-all. So when I have a guest, when I'm doing a podcast, please understand that. You are an individual. You are unique. There is not a one-size-fits-all. And we've got to get rid of that mentality that there is this set of rules. And if we follow the rules, then we're going to have the same results as someone else. But instead, taking that information, understanding it, applying it to your body and your life, and trying some experiments to see how your body responds. Because let me tell you, when we're talking about intermittent fasting, and again, intermittent fasting is using a period of time where you are fasting, you are going without food, and then having a window of time where you're eating. That's where you're concentrating all of your uh, nutrition. And so there is a downside to uh, intermittent fasting, and I want to cover that real quick. So one of the the downsides to intermittent fasting is that it really just focuses on when you eat, not necessarily what you eat. And if you've heard me say this before, please hear me loud and clear now. You have to focus on optimizing nutrition. You have to focus on what you're putting in your body. It's time to clean it up, sister, okay? The reality is that we are, we are overfed and we're undernourished. So the dangers of intermittent fasting, it can um, reduce your thyroid production. If you cut calories too dramatically, there's going to be less thyroid hormones that are produced. Um, There's also a danger of having an increase in eating disorder behavior. If you have a history of an eating disorder, intermittent fasting is probably not for you, okay? Um, It also can... uh, be a result of overall reduced intake of nutrients, which is not good. You're not getting what you need. It can cause an increase in your stress hormones and a change in your mood. It can increase your risk of hypoglycemia. Um, And also it can really, you know, affect that hypothalamus, the part of the brain that regulates the body's 
hormones. So it can cause some hormone dysregulation. Now, um, one of the experts out there that's very outspoken about this is Dr. Stacy Sims. And one of her specialties is really working with women who um, are athletes and who exercise. And But she's very outspoken about intermittent fasting and how women need to be very cautious with this. So if you want to, you know, review some of her stuff, I think that's that's a good place to be right there, just so you're very aware. But also with intermittent fasting, it can increase your hunger, but also increase your obsession with food. What are we turning to to numb the pain? If we're obsessed with food, okay, here's my rules. I can't eat right now, but when I eat, I'm just going to, I mean, we're so hungry, we're so ready, and we're completely like blowing it because we've done without food for a while and now we're just going to blow it. We're going to eat whatever we want to. That is the downside to um, intermittent fasting. And remember, when we're doing this, we're constantly restricting and then we're binging. That really leads to overeating overall and those feelings of guilt and shame. And as women, I find that so often we are stuck in this spiral of guilt and shame. And y'all, that keeps us from moving forward in our health journey. Okay, it really impacts our physical health, but most importantly, our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual health. Okay, so we don't want to live in in that reality of of restricting and then binging and then the guilt and the shame. It is such an awful awful spiral. Um, so there is not a one size fits all, not at all. So uh, I want to answer your questions today. And I'm going to start with um, Renee. Renee asked, do I have to do the exact same thing every single day? So Renee is wondering, okay, what are the rules here? And do I need to do the same thing every day? You know, sometimes some of us, we're a little bit more type A. Like we want to follow the rules. Okay, tell me what to do. And I think this is what my friend did. So surely it will work for me. And we have this mentality of, I have to do the same thing every day. First of all, your body doesn't work that way. There's going to be some days, even if you're practicing intermittent fasting, there will be some days your body gives you an indication, you know what, today's not the day. Today, I'm stressed out and I'm honestly hungry and I need to be fed, okay? So listening to your body is always the very first skill that I teach. Listen to your body. Practice that mindfulness. And when it comes to doing the exact same thing every day, no, you do not have to follow the exact same thing every day. Now, there are some definite benefits to having some rhythm and some routine, but having this unrealistic set of rules that stresses you out is very, very unhealthy. So we've got to get rid of this like ridiculous set of rules in our mind, and we've got to find a rhythm and a routine that works for us. And then there's some days that that rhythm and routine is completely blown. So no, you don't have to do the exact same thing every day. And there is something called uh, alternate day fasting. And this is something you can easily experiment with and see if it works for you. It's one day you're eating completely normally. You're eating your calories normally throughout the day. And then uh, the next day, you're going to severely restrict your calories, either not eat or keep it to 500 calories or less. That is alternate day fasting fasting. Um, again, it's something you can play with. That may not be for you. But again, we can um, find a lot of benefit 
when we have some rhythm and routine to our days, but also when we shake things up a little bit and we surprise our body. Um, And again, it's all about mindfulness and listening to your body and getting rid of the rules. Uh, Christy asked the question, what if I have a breakfast meeting one day? Like, and I'm intermittent fasting. What do I do? Then that's a day that you're going to go to your breakfast meeting and eat something. Okay. If it's a, you know, unless this is a regular meeting and this is really interfering with your fasting schedule, then I want you to understand there's no hard and fast rules here. And again, sometimes when we're sticking to those rules, it's stressing us out, meaning it is increasing that stress hormone cortisol. And guess what, ladies? We're shooting ourselves in the foot. So if you have a breakfast meeting that day, go to your breakfast meeting, eat some breakfast, but hear me loud and clear. Look at what you're eating. And this is where I really want to emphasize how you break your fast. You break your fast by food combining protein, fiber, and fat. Always, always, always have protein, fiber, and fat at every meal you eat, every snack you eat. And by the way, we don't need to be eating like all day. We don't need three meals and three snacks. Okay, that's a lot of food. So we got to get rid of that mentality. But when you do break that fast, so often we're breaking that with carbs. And that's it. And then that sets you up for a full day of a blood sugar roller coaster ride. You don't feel good. You're not you're not clear-headed, you've got a headache, your energy is lagging, there's no mental clarity, it is a disaster. So when you have that overnight fast, breakfast is break the fast, right? And you want to do that with protein, fiber, and fat. So if you go to that breakfast meeting, make sure you've got some eggs, you've put some veggies in those eggs, um, and you've got some good, healthy fat. Okay, so healthy fat, healthy protein, and fiber, which we get from fruits and vegetables, okay? So that's a great way to break the fast. Um, And Christy also asked, at what hour do you hit autophagy? Now, autophagy, I hope I'm saying that right, y'all, but you know there's a good chance I'm not. Um, Autophagy is uh, something that happens when we fast or something that can happen when you're in a state of ketosis, and it is a cellular cleanup or repair. As we look at how amazing the body is and how it tries to heal itself and repair itself, it's kind of hard to do that when it's busy digesting food. So autophagy is just a, just think of it as a cellular cleanup, a cellular repair. Now, I'm not going to get into all the science. That's what you need to know. And she's wondering, at what hour do you hit that? Well, Christy, there are no clear answers on this. In fact, it looks like it is highly, highly individualized. Now, research shows that that can maybe happen around uh, 12 hours of fasting. Um, So it can be anywhere from uh, 12 to 22 hours of fasting, according to some research. But every body is going to be very different when the body starts that autophagy process, the cellular cleanup and repair. And y'all, it's not just about food. 
So it is also about your physical activity, your exercise. It's about your stress. It's about your sleep. It's about your hydration. It's about your blood sugar. It's, there's so many aspects here uh, when it comes to that cellular cleanup and repair. So again, there's no hard and fast rules, and there's really no clear-cut answers on this, Christy. So um, it's very, very interesting, though. Um, so uh, just kind of keep that in mind, um, that uh, any uh, that fasting anywhere from you know, 10 to 12 hours at that 12 hour mark is probably where we start to enter in some of that. Doing an occasional longer fast can can be beneficial. Of course, there's some women's health experts that don't really promote that. Um, so it really depends on the expert that you're listening to. But just know that uh, doing some fasting can definitely promote some cellular cleanup and repair. Elizabeth, our next question comes from Elizabeth, and she asks, if you are fasting, are you still able to get in the proper nutrition you need each day? Oh, Elizabeth, thank you for asking this question. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no right off the bat. You know why? Because so many of us women, we are so focused on freaking calories because we have been sold this bunch of bull, this lies our whole life that if you want to lose weight. It's all about calories in, calories out. So we have this very, very restrictive mindset. So what a lot of people do is that not only do they fast, then they cut calories dramatically. And they're not focused on nutrition. They're focused on this weird number called calories. Not all calories are created equal. So this is where I'm going to emphasize again, it is so important that we optimize nutrition. If you're doing intermittent fasting, what are you putting in your mouth in that eating window? How can you optimize nutrition? Number one, you're going to optimize nutrition by getting enough protein. Protein is broken down to amino acids. Amino acids rebuild healthy cells and play such a very important role in our hormones. As women, we're not getting enough protein. Men don't have this problem. Women, we're not getting enough protein and we're getting way too many refined and processed carbs. So we're on a blood sugar sugar roller coaster and our hormones are all out of balance. And then we shoot ourselves in the foot in the foot and we try to do something like intermittent fasting and we wonder why it doesn't work. As you optimize nutrition, be sure and get in plenty of protein and plenty of plants. Do you like that? P-O-P. Plenty of plants, girls. Okay. Lots of vegetables and some fruit. Like, let's do this. All the colors. Look at all of that variety right there. Let's get a full variety of plants, of um, fruits and vegetables. And that is how we can optimize nutrition. We've got to get rid of this caloric mindset because not all calories are created equal. And y'all know I can go on a soapbox about that, but this podcast is not about that. So thank you for asking that question, Elizabeth. Um, it is It can be difficult to get in the proper nu- nutrition you need each day. So if you're doing some uh, fasting, uh, uh, doing some intermittent fasting, you're doing that eating window, make sure you maximize your nutrition during that eating window. How can you nourish your body that day with those good for you foods that make you feel good? I love that, express- that expression, eat the foods that you love and that love you back. Y'all, you know, there's some foods that you love that they taste good, but they don't love you back. Like you feel it afterwards. You feel it. Moving on to Francine, another nutrition type question. Francine said, if I tend to eat Whole30, 
uh, how do I stay full enough in my fasting window? So just to give a brief definition, Whole30 is a very clean way of eating. It eliminates a lot of these inflammatory foods uh, like gluten and grains and uh, dairy and uh, a lot of these, uh, all the processed and the junk foods that are full of chemicals and toxins. And Whole30 is very focused on clean protein, vegetables, and fruit. So a very clean way of eating. And she's wondering, if I tend to eat Whole30, how do I stay full enough in a fasting window? That is an excellent question. Because sometimes we kind of fast forward. We're like, okay, I'm going to eat right now. But when I'm fasting, am I going to start starving? Is this going to be really difficult? So again, I'm going to go back to that food combining. Always food combine in your eating window. Always food combine because it really satisfies you and it helps with your blood sugar. So remember, food combining is protein, fiber, and fat. So here's my my quick example. Um, if I'm going to have uh, a salad, for instance, I'm going to put some good protein on that salad. I love to use chicken thighs, for instance, um, uh, and have some good protein on that salad. It's going to stay with me. I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of greens. I'm getting a lot of color from vegetables I put on my salad. I'm getting some healthy fat from the very clean salad dressing I'm using. Um, Primal Kitchen and Tessamays are two of my favorites, by the way, side note for salad dressings, because um, I don't want to pour chemicals on my salad. Okay. And then um, I'm going to add chicken thighs to my salad because I'm getting some protein and some healthy fat. And guess what? It stays with me. It is satisfying. It tastes good. That's so important. When we are just focusing on carbs, guess what happens? Your blood sugar skyrockets and then what goes up must come down. When that blood sugar falls, you feel very, very hungry and you're craving carbs, you're craving sweets. So we've got to avoid the blood sugar roller coaster and we need to food combine protein, fiber, and fat. Another example of this is uh, an apple and almond butter. Okay, instead of just having the apple by itself, having the apple and the almond butter, because again, you're getting protein, fiber, and fat with that little healthy snack. Um, and then the other thing I would say, Francine, is eat for right now. You're in that eating window. Eat for right now. Don't fast forward and think, okay, I'm going to get hungry. I'm going to get hungry. So I need to kind of store up. We're not squirrels. So, uh, you know, just kind of eat for right now. Eat, slow down while you're eating. Eat until you're satisfied and you're like, okay, that's good. I'm good. I'm full. I'm satisfied. And then stop. And so we don't want to try to store up for when we're fasting. Like eat until you're satisfied. Enjoy. Keep up with that very clean way of eating like you're doing. The Whole30 is excellent, an excellent choice. And, um, and then have your fasting window. And then break the fast accordingly with protein, fiber, and fat. Okay, uh, the next question is from Marie. And Marie said, should men and women fast differently? Oh, yes, they should. Here's another soapbox of mine. You are not a man. You're a woman. Men and women are different. I don't care what they're saying out there. Men and women are different from every single aspect. God created us differently, physically, mentally, emotionally, 
Everything is different. And so what makes sense for your husband will not make sense for you. Your body will respond completely differently. My husband can do a much longer fast than I can and be just fine. And I'm literally on the floor. I'm like, I mean, done. Yeah, okay. So we have to understand that we are all individual, individually, biologically unique. Men are different from women. Men can do a longer fast and they do just fine. Women, if they try to do a longer fast, oftentimes find they are not doing very good. So again, look at yourself as an individual. And what's interesting is that it looks like with men, it can like intermittent fasting can really help to boost metabolism. Intermittent fasting, when not done correctly with a woman, is going to inhibit metabolism. Y'all, it's like a cruel joke. But again, we have to look at men and women as differently. This is where individual coaching really comes into play. Someone helping you, guiding you to finding a strategy that works for you, for your own body, for your life, for your own unique biochemical makeup. So men and women are very, very different. In fact, it's very interesting. Um, All the research is very conflicting, and there's not a whole lot of research out there. The research that is out there, 80% of that research is done on men, y'all. 80% of the research is done on men. So there's a lot we're still learning about women's health. And I follow some fantastic women's health experts. We're learning more and more and more each day, okay? And we are just very, very unique and different from men. So what works for your husband may not work for you. So please keep that in mind. Marie, I appreciate that question. And um, the, the last uh, question that I have is from Stacy. Stacy said, is there a difference in how a premenopausal woman should be fasting and how a postmenopausal woman should be fasting? Okay, here's what's interesting. This is what took me the, the vast majority of my research here, the, the most time. Um, there is a difference. Now, you heard uh, Lori Lewis the past couple of weeks talk about her experience and tremendous experience, very, very knowledgeable as she talked about menopausal women and how they should fast. There is definitely a difference in how premenopausal and postmenopausal women should be fasting. So premenopausal women, um, we have something uh, called kispeptin, which is a hormone, and it uh, releases the follicle-stimulating hormone, the luteinizing hormone. It really, kispeptin promotes normal endocrine balance. So the problem is that when you go too long with fasting, when you're going longer than 12 hours, 14 hours, kispeptin is downregulated. And that can lead to endocrine dysfunction, low energy, low libido, and uh, the inability to put on muscle and the inability to lose fat. And honestly, you don't feel very well. So it looks like for a premenopausal woman, someone who has not yet entered menopause, the, uh, the, the fasting window that you should be considering is fasting anywhere from 10 to 14 hours, okay, 10 to 12 hours. Um, but again, you have to play and see what works for you. There's some women, if you're going from like 8 p.m. at night and you're going all the way to 12 noon the next day, that might be a little bit too long of a fast. 
as I've listened to uh, another one of my favorite experts, and she has a ton of experts on her podcast, JJ Virgin, she has said many times, the biggest mistake that she sees with women is that we're just skipping breakfast. And we're shooting ourselves in the foot, like we're skipping breakfast, and we're calling it intermittent fasting and calling it a day. And that's very, very dangerous. So consider what time you're breaking that fast. So if you go from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., that's 12 hours right there. Now, if you want to stretch it to 14 hours, that would be breaking the fast at 10 a.m. So keep in mind that you've got to experiment and find what works for you. If something works for you that's not necessarily working for somebody else, it's okay. You're unique and different, but we've got to listen to our body. And y'all, I'm learning this. I love to do experiments on myself. So last week, I tried to do a a 24-hour fast, and I went from lunch uh, on Sunday, and I went all the way to, it was a little bit longer than 24 hours, all the way to 2 o'clock the next day on Monday. Let me just tell you, by the time I ate, I was a mess. Like my body did not feel good. Okay. My body was like, "Uh, uh-uh, this is not working, Jennifer. I had a horrible, horrible headache. I really couldn't think straight, which is very difficult when you're trying to work on something. Um, and uh, I had no energy. I was hungry. I just, I was like completely depleted. That was too much for me. It was just too much. Um, And I think sometimes as women, we think in terms of extremes. We hear about someone's weight loss story and we're like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I can I can do a, you know, 23 hour fast one day. I can do a um, I can do a very dramatic, you know, uh, fast and it's going to work for me. It really depends on where you're at with menopause and then other factors that make you unique. How much sleep you're getting? Is your body having a chance to rest and restore and recover? If you're not sleeping well and you're trying to intermittent fast, let me tell you, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Y'all, it's not going to work. So again, this is where coaching comes in because we can look at all of this with you as a unique individual. So uh, premenopausal women um, stick to about, you know, I don't know, 10 to 14 hours at that mid-range right there is 12 hours. And that seems to be the sweet spot for you. Make sure you have a good, healthy breakfast when you do. Break that fast. You got to have some protein, sister. You got to have some protein. Um, and then postmenopausal women, it's different. Postmenopausal women seem to do much better with a longer fast. So, in, you know, a 16 hour fast, an 18 hour fast. So, postmenopausal women are different because that kiss peptin is not as much of a, a factor in a postmenopausal woman. So, uh, a longer fast um, has been shown to be very, very beneficial in postmenopausal women or women who are in menopause. So kind of keep that in mind. There is a different with there is a difference with women how they should be fasting. And again, this is something that takes some research and some and looking at yourself as a unique individual. So just to kind of recap, uh, some very important things that you need to keep in mind. Here's the basics. Here's the absolute basics. You don't want to eat 
within two to three hours before going to bed. When you are uh, busy digesting food, you're not going to get that good, deep, restorative sleep that you need. So the basics is kind of don't eat within two to three hours before going to bed and don't eat within an hour of waking up. Give yourself an hour before you start eating, okay? Um, uh, Some hormone experts like Dr. Amy Shaw says that uh, 12 hours is the minimum for best results if you're intermittent fasting. 12 hours is the minimum. But remember what I said, that's 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. That's that's what 12 hours is because that overnight fast, y'all, that counts when you're sleeping. So that's how, that's an easy way to think about that. And um, practice food combining, protein, fiber, and fat always. You've got to be getting some good, clean, healthy sources of protein. Um, If you are waking up in the morning and you are loading up that coffee with creamer and sugar and syrups and all the yada, 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 or you're having a breakfast bar or you're having milk and cereal, y'all, you're setting yourself up for failure that day. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. We've got to clean up our breakfast. We've got to food combine get some veggies, get some protein, get some healthy fat. You're going to feel so much better. You're going to be productive. You're going to be clear-headed. So it's so important to um, break the fast well and really optimize nutrition during your eating window. Another another quick tip here, practice self-compassion. Practice self-compassion. As women, we're very, very, very hard on ourselves. We're comparing ourselves to everybody else. And y'all, our body does not respond. Negative thoughts, negative body. Practice self-compassion. You cannot go back to last week, last month, last year. Give yourself some grace. Forgive yourself. Snap out of that spiral of guilt and shame so you can move forward. How can you be intentional this week? How can you make sure you're not eating too close to bedtime? How can you make sure that when you're eating, you're optimizing nutrition? Let go of this ridiculous set of rules that is stressing you out. It is not worth it. Um, and learn to listen to your body. That's another quick tip for success. Learn to listen to your body. You know, there's something called intuitive fasting. And this is where you're listening to your body. You're responding to what your body needs. Again, you might have it in your mind. Hey, today I'm going to do a 14 hour fast and I'm not going to eat until 10 o'clock. And at eight o'clock, your body's like, no, I really need something. Okay. Listen to your body, but eat well. Okay. Give yourself that veggie scramble that is good. Um, So listen to your body. We've got to be more intuitive. Women, we're really good at listening to others. We got to listen to ourselves. Um, Another tip, get some coaching. It's hard to do this on your own. Just a, a quick note here. I never fully grasped the importance of coaching. Coaching is not someone telling you what to do. It's a brainstorming process. And I really experienced this for a full year. Now, I've had coaching before this and after this. I have a health coach um, and I have folks that I will refer to to get help with my own health, even though this is what I do for a living. Uh, But when I was in my functional medicine uh, training, and that was a full year of training, of course, we had the modules and we had all, you know, the assignments and that was self-paced, but each and every week I met with a cohort and we would practice coaching. That meant I was coaching someone every week, 
but also I was getting coached. Now, typically they wouldn't say something that I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. No, a lot of it was just emphasizing um, something that maybe I already knew, but I hadn't implemented it. And it was encouraging me with some very simple strategies that made sense for my life. So that is the benefit of coaching. It's a brainstorming process. It's a positive process. And that's why I'm such a big fan of it, because I've been coached by some amazing people, both business coaches and health coaches. um, And it was such a positive experience. And it kind of made me feel like, okay, I can do this. I now have a specific strategy for my health in my life. Um, Another quick tip as we wrap things up, um, when you fast, do a clean fast. Okay, if you're um, if you're like, quote unquote, fasting, but you've got this loaded down coffee full of everything, that is not a clean fast. Excuse me. So make sure to do a clean fast when you fast. So that is water, black coffee. Um, Personally, I put just a tiny bit of MCT oil in my coffee and I blend it. And but that's it. There's nothing else in there. Again, this is somewhere you kind of need to play around and see what works for your body. And again, at the same time, you're playing around with when you're going to break that fast and begin your eating window. And you're going to be smart when you do that. So this was um, fun today. I hope you enjoyed this. I answered your questions. I was a little bit more off the cuff today. Um, I had my notes, but um, I was a little bit more off the cuff. So um, I hope you enjoyed this. I love being able to answer your questions to be a resource for you. Again, be smart. Listen to your body, show yourself some grace, and optimize nutrition, my friend. You've got to take care of yourself. So if you hear anything else, I'm giving you permission to take care of yourself. You have people depending on you. It's hard to take care of them when you're not taking care of yourself. Now, join me next week, uh, and we will uh, be having, y'all, next week is one of my, I know I've, I've said this before, she is such an excellent guest. One of my favorite podcasts, Um, her name is Kristen Bowen, and we're having a fantastic conversation about magnesium and overcoming the overwhelm. So first of all, magnesium is this amazing miracle mineral that's needed for over a thousand different processes in the body. One thousand. Okay. Uh, So this is one, if you're a woman and you are worried about your health, you're concerned about your health, you want to optimize your health, you have got to hear this about magnesium. But also, it's the kindness and and our conversation about overcoming the overwhelm. And then y'all, her story is going to have you like laid out in the floor. Like it's, it's crazy. So Kristen Bowen with Living the Good Life Naturally is joining me next week. Do not miss it. In the meantime, if you need me, I'm here. If you have a question, if you need some coaching, let me know. Just go to inspirehealthyharmony.com. I love being here for you. And you know what, girls? We're in this together. I'll see you soon.